Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Groove Talk. Groove Talk is brought to you by Froggy Style Productions. Follow Froggy Style Productions on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for up-to-date information regarding this podcast and all other podcasts that they produce. Before we get into this episode of the show, I'm going to take a few moments here and tell you ways in which you can support said show. The easiest and best way in which you can support the show is just by sharing it with your friends. Share it on social media, tell people about it, like and comment whenever there are posts about it. It all helps us get seen by the most amount of people possible. And if you want to do more, uh, consider leaving a rating and or a review. Ratings and reviews are actually really big when it comes to podcasting. I'm sure if you listen to podcasts, you've heard everybody tell you this, and I'm no different, but it helps us break through the evil algorithms and get seen by the most amount of glorious listeners as we possibly can. So on your podcast listening app of choice, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever it may be, consider leaving a rating and a review. It helps us a lot. If you are looking to maybe monetarily support the show, consider visiting our Patreon page. You can find that at patreon.com slash fsproductions. You can donate as little as $1 per month or as much as you would like. If you do donate the minimum amount of $1 per month, you gain early, unedited, and ad-free access to all podcasts that get released through Froggy Style Productions. The more you donate the cooler rewards you do get. For example, if you decide to donate $5 per month, you get a Froggy Style Productions merch pack. That comes with a t-shirt, a mug, stickers, pins, stuff like that, and we will ship that out to you for free. Actually, it costs you the uh, you know, subscription of Patreon, but that's okay. It's basically free. Uh, so yes, if you would like to support the show in that way, it would be much appreciated. And you can find a link in the episode notes. Again, that is patreon.com slash fsproductions. Thank you to all the people who currently are donating to the show through our Patreon page. Every dollar really does help, and it means a lot to us over here. Your money directly goes to help us make this show better. It helps us buy microphones. It helps us pay for hosting and stuff like that. Any cost that we incur, your donations help us pay for that so that we can bring you the best show that we possibly can. If you are fans of the show, consider signing up for the monthly newsletter. You can find the sign-up page at fsproductions.ca. It's the very first thing that you're going to see when you visit the website. Just type in your email, hit subscribe, and you are signed up for the monthly newsletter. The monthly newsletter comes out on the first Monday of every month, and it basically just keeps you informed with everything that's happening at Froggy Style Productions. We have a lot of exciting things coming up in the near future, so... The newsletter will give you a first look into what's going on with the podcast and what's going on with all podcasts that get released through Froggy Style Productions. So yes, consider signing up for the newsletter. Also, while you are at the website, 
just check it out. There's lots of cool supplementary material that go along with all the podcasts. There's articles and music reviews and stuff like that. There's also an online store. Uh, I believe the link to that is fsproductions.ca slash store. So yeah, visit that. There's t-shirts, mugs, stickers, all things like that. It helps us support the show again, and you get some cool merch out of it, and it will keep you looking fly probably. Yeah, I just said that. So again, thank you for all your support, and you're already doing the best thing that you can to support the show, and that's just listen to it. So thank you for your listenership. On this episode of Groove Talk, I sit down and chat with Calgary singer-songwriter and blues musician Marcus Trummer. I had a really good time chatting with Marcus. Uh, We talk about some of our favorite music and how it doesn't really fit into any specific genre, but as long as it has soul, we really enjoy it. He also has some very interesting takes on the Calgary music scene and uh, youth music in the city and what we could be doing to maybe support that a little bit more. And he's, he's just really kind of wise beyond his years when it comes to pursuing a career in music. And it was actually really refreshing to talk to somebody who is a bit younger, who kind of has that take on music and what it takes to be a professional musician. So I really enjoyed that. You can listen to the song Good Times at the end of the episode. It's a demo that Marcus Trummer and his band put out, and it's really good. It's really soulful. It's really bluesy, and it's really, really cool. It's something, it's honestly not what I expected from him when I sat down to talk with him. I didn't expect that kind of like, it's like a mature music. I didn't expect that to come out of him and it was just very delightful and awesome and i really really dug it and just go if 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 nothing else just go to the end and listen to the song because it's awesome but don't i don't i don't actually recommend you do that because the podcast is really awesome too anyways marcus has uh an ep coming out on june 5th and he will be doing a album release show at the King Eddie to coincide with that EP release. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And also there will be a couple of singles that will be released probably during May uh, from said EP. So again, just kind of keep your eyes peeled from that. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Just based off of the song Good Times that I heard, I'm sure if it's anything like that, it'll be phenomenal. I'll have all the links in the episode notes of where you can find Marcus online. Uh, So Facebook, Instagram, all that, it'll be in the episode notes. So check it out and it'll just give you up-to-date information with everything he's doing. And again, when those, when that music does get released, you'll be the first to know. So that's a good thing. Anyways, I hope that you enjoy this episode of the podcast as much as I did recording it because it was a lot of fun and I hope you have a great day. This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style. Uh, welcome
Welcome to another episode of Groove Talk, everybody. On this episode, I am joined by Marcus Trummer. What's up? <laughs> not much, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, you know, not bad. I was glad to come down here. Awesome. Check out this part of the city. I never come down here. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for making the journey out. Uh, I guess just to kind of start off the podcast, why don't you kind of give the audience a little bit of background information about yourself? Sure. Um, well, uh, I don't really have much of an interesting story. I, uh, I'm still pretty young yeah. writing that story. But uh, yeah, I just grew up um, performing in different capacities. Um kind of been always been drawn to that and then you know whether it be acting or singing dancing whatever I've never been the type of person to just stick with one kind of style of music um, to perform but that comes from what I listen to mm. as well so uh, really like anything that like inspires me I think my biggest thing is I like music that has kind of like soul to it so like uh, I don't know a lot of feeling expressive and that doesn't mean it has to be like a love song or something like because I like my fair share like rock and roll and so yeah I, just anything that kind of feels like pure and uh, from the heart like I've never really been drawn to like clean cut like pop music necessarily mm -hmm. but like good pop music that like you know they they're just singing their heart out that kind of thing i can dig for sure so yeah that's the main thing and that's what i'm trying to do with all the music i create is trying to make it feel authentic and have that kind of real like just an expression of emotion and also like showcase like musical talent yeah cool i i definitely agree with you it's uh pop music can seem like it is a little like soulless at times you know it, yeah it definitely can yeah but and then also on the flip side you do hear those pop songs that are you know popular and they they can just hit you they, yeah the, for sure yeah yeah so I try not to like write off one genre like mm. even though like maybe naturally I don't gravitate to like I don't know like super heavy metal or whatever I, I can still appreciate it and the same thing goes for like pop music mm. so yeah mm. I think that's kind of the mark of like I don't know the, just the true music fan you know what I mean like yeah like, man now more than ever I think people are just they're becoming just fans of music Whereas, I don't know, back when I was growing up, at least, it seemed like people were, you know, I'm a fan of this genre, or I'm a fan of this genre. Right. Or... Yeah, definitely. And with, like, you know, like, things like the internet, mm -hmm. you know, like even within the span of a, an hour of scrolling on Instagram, you can ex be exposed to, like, a whole wide variety of music. Yeah, no, for sure. So... You play solo, and you have a band as well. Uh, did you start off as a solo artist and then kind of add the band, or did the band come first? How did that How did that kind of whole thing come together? Um, the, I guess I started um, 
performing on my own okay. as kind of like the singer-songwriter act. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I did a fair share, like, just, you know, the open mics and uh, cafes, that kind of thing. But uh, I definitely uh, wanted to write more more band-like music. So, uh, yeah, got my lucky to get my guys and, you know, they come to rehearsal and show up. It's pretty good. And now, um, after doing the band thing for like uh, probably about two years now, I'm starting to branch off and do more solo stuff again, just kind of because you have to be versatile to kind of make it. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, no, I agree. Um, it seems like the more versatile you are, the more opportunities there are for you, so... Yeah. So when you are writing music, uh, do you think of how the song will sound like as a whole? Or are you just writing your parts and then you kind of bring it to your band? Or how do how do songs come together? I I like um, I find I get like the words and the kind of general structure down. But when I bring it to like the guys, um, I definitely like to just let them do what they do, kind of, and, uh, you know, I have my brother in the band, he's the drummer, so, like, there's a bit of, like, back and forth sometimes where, like, we'll, we'll start yelling at each other, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to, but from, for the most part, I, I would say, yeah, like, let them do their thing, um, and then the main kind of melody and stuff i i do on my own but okay yeah so yeah no, that 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 seems like it would kind of work out having uh you know a brother as a drummer because <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it, one of the more difficult instruments to find somebody to play <laughs> yeah to the drums kind of i find often like can make or break a band and so yeah it's good that having my brother too because like you know, um, I can kind of be straight and honest, and <laughs> well, uh, we 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 definitely sometimes have our differing opinions on how things um, should be, mm. but like, especially being brothers, we can kind of work it out, and you know, we, we might make each other upset sometimes, but uh, I, f I find it's usually for the better. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So do you guys kind of have the same kind of taste in music, or...? It's kind of... It's similar. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My my brother kind of... He listens to a lot of, like, uh, tapes, actually. He has okay. cassettes, um, which I don't... I never really got into that kind of thing. But So we, we, we have our different perspectives, for sure. Which, which I like. Kind of everyone in the band actually has, um, you know, my bass player's really into like, uh, like alternative music and emo like stuff, which like I don't really know a lot about. Um, and then like same with the, um, Lyndon, the guitar player, he, he plays a lot of like slide guitar, which is something that I haven't really done much of so it kind of we all do have our different worlds we kind of come from and influences we draw from 
which I like. I think it kind of makes makes our sound almost unique. So yeah, yeah, no, for sure, I agree. You know, the thing with being like a singer songwriter when you are just performing by yourself. You know, it's all your, t- like, style of music, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Whereas when you're in a band like that, it's kind of like the amalgamation of everybody's tastes to make this some something that's, like, kind of a combination of it all. Yeah, and those are my my favorite bands, too. Like, just, like, collectives of people, like, uh, all just jamming and out, you know, doing their thing. Like, um, all the Allman Brothers band, this one, it just, you know... Uh, jamming it out yeah <laughs> yeah man I, I i super appreciate like a good jam session for sure yeah. <laughs> some of my favorite moments at live shows have been like when yeah the band just like goes off on this like random jam for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then they come back and they finish off the song or something you're yeah. Like, yeah sometimes sometimes we do that too much yeah. we've been accused <laughs> but uh I like doing it, so... Yeah, hey, it's like, hey, if you're having fun, then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you... How did, I guess, you meet the other the other members of your band? That was kind of... Both were pretty cool, because um, we don't really... We, ne- we didn't go to school together or anything like that, like a typical band does. We actually, like, all kind of lived um, in different parts of the city, and my Lyndon, the guitar player, actually, he lived out in uh turner valley for a while so we uh yeah i met him at uh the national music center had a kind of like a youth youth jam club program and i've been going to that for a while um it's kind of where i learned guitar almost and then yeah i ended up meeting him there and uh yeah, I actually at first I I uh I didn't realize he was younger than me, which <laughs> I mean if you're playing music it doesn't really matter either way, like Yeah. But it actually worked out good cuz my my brother's also younger, so. And then also um Carl, the bass player, we uh were doing uh it was a part of like school jazz band stuff. They have a uh, kind of honor band they put together every year uh, like a couple people from every high school and so met him there and you know um i needed uh we had a couple other bass players we went through before that and we just needed someone for a gig and i like found him on instagram dm him and showed up and he's kind of been there ever since the joke was um i think the first gig he played with us, he brought like a bunch of girls with him, and so like that's how we knew we had to keep him in. <laughs> <laughs> he was bringing the ladies. <laughs> yeah. What what kind of opportunities are there in the city for like youth bands? Then is there a lot or? It hasn't been bad. It's yeah. it's been there's definitely uh, you know the kind of limitations you would expect with uh you know the rules with liquor laws and all that stuff and there's we've been lucky to have some good opportunities there was uh major minor music project graham mckenzie um 
did, he helped us get some of our first shows, which was cool. Yeah. And then uh, also um, with with um, Music Mile in Inglewood, there's a few of us all coming up at the same time. People like Kate Stevens. There's a whole bunch of us, and we we had our kind of banded together and did our youth thing. Um, so I, I, yeah, I mean, you just kind of find your own roots and find different ways to make it work for you guys. I, like, I know it's, even now it's kind of annoying because the, the two guys in the band are under 18 still and I'll get like some gigs that you can't do that. And it's like, it's not like, you know, the 70s where you could just like sneak them in kind of thing. Like yeah. <laughs> everyone, all the bars are like all strict and, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. It's kind of, I feel lucky to um, have been, you know, given the opportunities we have and almost felt kind of accepted by some of the older people in the scene who have helped us helped us along so far so awesome yeah no there's uh like grant mckenzie he's awesome <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy yeah you know? he's, he's been on the podcast before and oh sweet yeah like what he's doing with youth mu- youth music in in the city is i think it's great yeah yeah there's a, uh, and i mean it's good there's venues too that um have like changed their license like we play a lot at the blues can and uh We've been lucky enough to, for the past over a year now, um, host a once a month jam for youth. And so the Blues Can's also been very supportive of of youth music. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of good people. Yeah, no, that's, that's good to hear because I think some people can forget sometimes that that's like the future of music you know right. <laughs> is the people coming up after us and <laughs> it's uh you want to instill a love of music in those people i think as young as possible because they're the ones who are going to carry on the torch you know what i mean right. so yeah i think that's a big part of it i mean i don't i don't think we uh deserve like special respect or anything being being young um, but uh just the the invitation to play and you know do our thing kind of give us that time to develop and hopefully over time we'll turn into something good we'll, we'll see yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so do you think because you did start when you were younger a band when you were younger uh do you think that and even now that when you have younger members in your band, do you think that it makes you kind of more creative in uh, looking for places to play? Hmm. I, th- I think, yeah, you kind of, sometimes you have to be creative. Um, but I think that goes for really anyone who's um, like an up-and-coming musician or band. Yeah. Because, I mean knowing bars and knowing the economics of it you know you can understand why um you know they don't want to pay you sometimes because they actually aren't making money yeah yeah um and so it's like finding um a way where 
you can access new people and reach new crowds while at the same time, um, you know, everyone else is kind of mutually benefiting. So I've definitely done, we've done a lot of different scenarios, just kind of, you got to take what you can get kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, And uh, I guess, is it, because I know you've played in some interesting locations like uh, cafes and barbershops and the <laughs> airport I saw, I think. Yeah, I played the airport, yeah. <laughs> uh, so is is that people approaching you to play there or are you approaching them? With getting gigs, I've uh, been fairly lucky to get a lot of people actually approaching us. Um, there's definitely been some where you you have to send like five emails and like finally they respond and some of those turn out to be really good gigs the ones you kind of have to hustle a little bit for yeah but uh yeah i mean like i find sometimes there's droughts and things will just randomly happen someone will call me hey do you want to play my uh farmer's market or whatever you know we'll give you hundred bucks or something you know and it's like why not yeah <laughs> get your name out there right <laughs> yeah well i mean it's uh it's it's good to keep busy and especially in that development phase just kind of take whatever you can get i mean like not like getting like screwed over by people or something like you had to sell all these tickets which yeah. i know happens a lot yeah 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 i've heard that happens a lot in uh, um other cities like you know it's kind mm. of a pay-to-play type thing well i definitely i mean bigger cities and like the u.s and stuff for yeah. sure yeah um, yeah we haven't had a ton of things experiences like that so yeah that's good. Yeah, I think the Calgary music scene is kind of good at weeding those promoters out. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some some posts. Some yeah. <laughs> yeah, same here. I've seen some posts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess what, what, has, what has your experience been with other musicians in the Calgary music scene? I would say very positive yeah. for the most part. Um yeah i i like it and especially being young um you know it's you're always fighting to kind of get taken seriously which is fine i mean there's no reason why people should (laughs) until you kind of proven that you can play and stuff but just you know going to jams and running into uh playing shows with other musicians um they've always been super supportive of each other and you know, there's a lot of different, like, scenes. I've been kind of lucky, especially with my style. I've never really fit into one box. So I've actually got to experience a couple different scenes, you know, like and some of the old blues guys in the city that people might have not have heard of if they don't interact with the, those people. Um, but also, like, the hip-hop and the R&B scene and the... And the rock, rock bands, and it's it's cool. It's a it's a cool city because there is a lot of music happening, and I think a lot of people don't realize it. They're like, oh, I mean, 
Nashville, Austin, you know. Yeah, L.A. or whatever. Toronto even. Yeah, right? Toronto, but, Vancouver even. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But uh, there's a lot of, and a lot of talented people too, just um, kind of under under the radar. So. Yeah, and I definitely agree. It's uh, one of the things that kind of blew me away when I first really got involved with the Calgary music scene was listening to some of these bands and just being like, this is like this is this should be everybody should be listening to this you mm. know like the just the the amount of good music that comes out of calgary is phenomenal yeah you could go to a show and like a real good show like almost every single weekend there's something going on every single weekend right yeah do you ever feel like the the, the kind of scene is like almost super saturated with like bands or how, how what are your thoughts on that i guess the whole um with the with the saturation thing i mean like in my experience more music the better kind of thing um i don't see anything wrong with it i mean like yeah i mean if you're good and stuff like you might start growing a following and if you're not you know maybe you don't but i i can't see why anyone uh would uh think that to be a negative that there's lots of bands playing and uh, collaborating um doing lots of shows i think it's it's great great for the city yeah no i i definitely agree i think it like i said there's stuff going on almost every weekend and no matter what kind of music you like you can find something yeah and it'll be awesome yeah you might have to especially if you live out here drive a bit yeah that's one of the <laughs> challenges with calgary being spread out almost um yeah sometimes it doesn't feel as big as as it is because only if this, you start seeing the same people going out to shows yeah <laughs> which is tough but uh there is there's a lot of good music so people should check it out for sure yeah no i definitely agree like every single week you know you can go to something like rocking for dollars for example mm, which is yeah uh you pay it's like four dollars and you get five to ten bands 15 minutes each and it's on a wednesday night it happens every single wednesday and yep. it's usually packed <laughs> so <laughs> yeah how how do you get people do you do anything unique to get people to kind of pay attention to your music i i've never been kind of like like i don't know as far as unique goes I've never been the type of person to go for like gimmicky things or like you know fancy marketing whatever whatever it be um i uh I guess my philosophy is like just make good music, and that in itself is unique, so I mean we're still in the process of kind of honing our skills and finding our sound, but I think you know. We we keep getting better and we're we're getting there. So I think almost the unique part that I'd like to achieve is um, like unique, as in like these guys are super good, super tight, um, and then our style too, which is I mean there isn't actually a lot of bands doing kind of blues soul, especially younger bands. Um, so that's 
that's kind of my thing. I think like bands who dress up or whatever do do cool stuff like that. Um, I think that's great. Uh, it's just not really my thing. Maybe maybe who knows? Maybe we'll uh, we'll opt to I don't know play shirtless or something. <laughs> uh, so give the ladies what they want yeah, exactly <laughs> and probably some gentlemen too don't want to discriminate <laughs> yeah fair enough i think the biggest thing that's attractive to audiences is you know i think that they can tell when a band or a performer is just being like authentic to themselves you know hmm. if you're trying too hard to do something i think that the audience can tell and it kind of puts them off a little bit you know so as long as like you're doing your thing and that's true to like what you want to project or true to how you want to be then the audience can tell and they kind of like latch on to that a little bit yeah and that's been well because you know playing like kind of bluesier stuff too people can kind of like i don't know these white kids 18 from Canada playing like blues and soul and funk and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, if it's, if it's what you, what you like and, and you've listened to it, you can kind of grow an appreciation for it. And so, I mean, like my, especially my original stuff, like I'm not going to write and try to pretend like, oh, from Mississippi, you know, Working, working all day in the sun. Yeah. But um, you can draw from that kind of southern, even though I've never been there, or from the uh, Chicago or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been my take on that. Yeah, for sure. So I guess when you are writing songs, what, what kind of... What kind of topics do you kind of touch on? Is it very personal stuff or? Sort of. Because one of the tough things is the when I listen to like the sound of my music, it's kind of like a mature sounding style. Mm -hmm. However, like I don't have like the life experience to uh, write like the the lyrics to match that. So I found like, yeah, like writing from my perspective um, is good, but uh, I tend to keep it more like general, um, almost like my view on the world and even I'll write about other people's um, situations and things that they've told me just because... I've only done so much in the past 18 years and, yeah. you know, some of it would be pretty boring to write about, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. So what, what, what kind of bands do you take inspiration from then? It's kind of, it's kind of all over. Yeah. Um, I definitely like to go back to the older stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I mean not just bands too artists some um, um kind of for like the guitar and stuff like the blues guys like bb king and muddy waters like the roots there and then i like the singing like soul and motown and funk and al green you know bill withers classics and then 
rock as well. Um, that's kind of more like the structure and like the the lyrics. Um, you know, the Stones, Zeppelin, <laughs> Tom Petty, whoever. Yeah. yeah, I've. There's a, but there's a lot of good music being made now too. Um, a big fan of the Tedeschi Trucks Band, which is. I mean, I've never seen them live yet. I'm hoping to soon. They just packed the stage with like 15 people and like, you know, horn section and guitars and that's kind of my dream. So kind of bringing in all those influences and finding a way to melt it all together and make it sound good. Awesome. So did you kind of, did you find all those kind of classic bands, did you find them on your own or were you introduced to them or how did you come about them? That one, I mean, my parents kind of listened to a fairly broad, like they weren't ever like, we're only listening to country in yeah. this house. Like, yeah. Um, so like a lot of, a lot of like folk and uh, jazz and stuff like that, which kind of, opens the door to a whole whole world of different different genres um but my parents i wouldn't say had a direct like impact on my my taste it was kind of like me finding it on my own after being exposed to that and even you know going through like my grandparents music collection and their all their cds and records and stuff yeah, and just over time, especially recently, um, the past like six years playing guitar, that's kind of shaped my musical tastes. So, because you know, when I was younger, I, I'm sure I probably listened to some terrible pop music. <laughs> and so, yeah. I think as we all did. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, uh, my musical tastes were terrible up until i found an acdc cd that was just in my dad's cd collection or whatever and i Sweet. listened to it and i was like oh shit like yeah. this is cool like <laughs> yeah yeah i have to agree yeah with that just stumbling across random cds and yeah especially when you're younger and uh I don't know. There's something about kind of a CD that still holds a special place kind of in my heart. Just, mm. you know, having that physical thing, having to put it in. And right. It's it's just so different now with, like, you know, streaming services and stuff like that. And Yeah, the um, music is definitely becoming more kind of, like, disposable almost. Like, with, like I see all these um, people like, oh, you gotta write music that'll you know fit the spotify algorithm and you know that song's too long or can't have a guitar solo or whatever and it's like i don't know man like <laughs> i don't really care <laughs> like yeah <laughs> um because i like yeah like the soul do what you want kind of thing yeah with cds and like the the big 
thing with records coming back too. I think there's definitely there's definitely people out there who are are craving that kind of real music and you know not everyone's kind of just not everyone's the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely agree. And like you know. I I do like the fact that music is available like that and when I'm just you know washing the dishes or whatever or doing something I can you know plug in my phone listen to Spotify cool yeah it's but, great but I also really crave the other side of music like what you were talking about like that soul that yeah. that full album experience you know yeah. like yeah and that for me I mean like I don't actually I mostly listen to like streamed music yeah just because it's easy right and also i've discovered so many new artists through that but uh like for me i i like to see them live yeah that's like where to me that's the best way to see to consume music and um i i just like how it brings people together and uh, yeah just living in the moment so yeah, the live thing is definitely, definitely my favorite part of it all. So. Yeah. No, I would definitely agree. There's something about the live show that just can't be replicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you've, I don't know, just some of those moments, right? You know, magic, right? Yeah. Definitely, definitely had those moments in the middle, you know, you're just in the crowd and it's cool, A, because everybody's there for the same thing. They're all here to see this band and I've just had my mind blown like so many times at concerts where they like, you know the song and then they just go off on this like 20 minute jam session or whatever and, or there's a crazy guitar solo or a drum solo or whatever it may be, oh, yeah. something that's different from the recorded version of the music once you see that it's like I, I almost crave it now like I want mm. to see that I want to see bands when I see them live give me something different that's not just their recorded music you know yeah it's what it's all about for sure yeah I definitely agree on that so I know that you were you were nominated for some YYC Music Awards this year and you won the Zachariah and the Prophets Memorial Award yeah so I guess what what kind of was that like it was a it was a cool experience. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess they liked my essay or whatever that I wrote. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, just to know, like, you're being recognized for what you're doing is kind of cool. I'm. I never really cared too much for awards, but uh, that one definitely meant a lot for me. Um, and it's a. Uh, really good opportunity to get into work with Zachary and the Prophets now. Um, they're kind of been super supportive of me and what I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's sweet. I, I actually was just back at the palace the other night, back on that stage thinking about that. Like, <laughs> heck yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I I know that 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 award this year came with, I think it was was it was some studio time or yeah yeah, yeah. I'm getting we're gonna do a a session sometime in the new year haven't quite figured it out but yeah yeah 
so I, I guess what, what do you do to prepare for something like that? Mm. I'm kind of learning that right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, Cause I've always been like live playing live, playing lots. That's kind of my thing. And now getting into the recording part of the, being a musician and being a band, um, you know, it's definitely uh, a new world. Uh, we we we've done some stuff, um, kind of in the studio. I can remember, uh, you know, last year doing our uh, our first kind of official session or whatever. Um, we were thinking of doing kind of like a demo. Maybe we're gonna release it and. Uh, yeah, we ended up like completely bombing just in the studio, like our first time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like not really being able to use the stuff we recorded. Um, and so that was kind of a big learning experience because um, it just takes like a different level of preparedness. You have to be super well rehearsed and like the rhythm, getting everyone to play together. Um, yeah, there's a lot to it. And then also, you know, for this, for this upcoming project, it's like assembling the team of people who you're going to work with, whether it be engineers, producers, um, or session players, if you're, if you're doing that thing. Um, it's definitely a, it's a different world, but I'm excited because that's kind of the the next step for for me and and the band as well. So cool. So do you going into that? Do you kind of have an idea of what songs you are gonna you would like to record, or is that kind of still up in the air? It's just kind of figuring it out now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to do some some of the older stuff. Also, I have some new new ideas, and uh, just want to make the most of it and see where it goes. So, yeah. Cool. When you are kind of trying to compile, I guess, a collection of music, do you kind of are you paying attention to like what kind of feel you want to project with the finished product, or? Yeah, um, definitely. Right now, like, it's tough to try and think that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> So I've never been used to doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just taking everything to in, into consideration, you know, so that hopefully, hopefully it's not bad like our first demo thing that we did. But <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure it'll be good. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'd like the final product kind of be something I'm proud of and something that. Uh, kind of shows where I'm at now and then moving forward also kind of maybe a preview to what the future could be so awesome yeah is this something I mean you're doing it now and it's awesome so is this something like have you decided like this is you're gonna take a go at it I guess take a go at the whole singer songwriter thing the musician thing or yeah I mean um I don't really have 
plan B right now. <laughs> so music is my my thing. Just out of high school, I've been trying to pursue it in any way I can. So whether that be uh, playing guitar for uh, other people, um, doing my my solo stuff, um, busking, or like with the band, um, doing our shows and whatnot. It's I'm having a lot of fun so far. Yeah. Um, it's hard work, but I, yeah, I can't really see myself doing anything else. So, yeah, that's oh. what we're doing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So maybe what's something, what's maybe one thing about kind of pursuing music as a career that you didn't expect? Like, you know, maybe some challenges that you faced that you didn't think would be there or something like that. One of the things is just like how important kind of like the business side of it is. If you want to have like a, a actual career in music, um, I've been learning a lot about that recently. Um, and yeah, like as much as I just want to like play guitar all day and stuff, um, there's like a a lot of business stuff you have to take care of and money stuff. Um, to make to make those gigs more successful and um, hopefully play the shows you want to in the future and so the yeah the business part's definitely been a, le a bit of a learning curve for me but I think it's very important if you to at least take it seriously um, I don't really think about like getting rich off this or anything like that i think that's a little crazy but to make it work um you definitely have to know like know a bit about promoting and a little bit about marketing um how to put together a bill because a lot of the time you have to do it yourself um getting people out to see you right like um there's a a lot more skills that I've had to kind of almost start learning like even video and audio recording skills that you know you wouldn't normally think that you'd have to do like you'd think you just write songs play music and you're done like if you look at most successful artists that's all you see right but you don't see all the other stuff before they were successful that yeah they had to do whether it was whatever busking every weekend or working a few jobs to pay the bills kind of thing it's it's a bit of a grind but if you love it you know you gotta do it yeah you'll make it work yeah gotta make it work yeah yeah and that's the same thing with the podcast you know i didn't mm expect all the like hats that i would have to wear like right. you do have to be good at marketing yourself and yeah promoting yourself and that's something that was really hard for me because i'm bad at that <laughs> <laughs> and yeah video editing i learned a little bit of video editing and just it's there's a lot more things that go into it than kind of or i guess meets the eye or whatever yeah and i mean even nowadays too more than ever right yeah um there's, it's a lot more responsibility on the artist to kind of 
especially in the beginning, almost do it all. Um, which, I, I mean, it's great because it gives you a lot of freedom. Um, you're not like, you know, a slave to the label or something. You can do what you want, but uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely a lot of work for sure. Yeah, yeah, that is something that like you know technology has allowed to us is you can do it all yourself. Yeah, it's for, a great time. Yeah, for, for sure. fairly cheap too. So right. Whereas yeah, in the past you would need like that label or you would need to kind of be discovered i guess you know whereas like people are still discovered but if you just work hard and you keep at it you can have a career in music you know and it's yeah. it's just you have to be willing to you have to be willing and have that drive to kind of just do the work yeah for sure yeah for sure and i think a lot of people kind of i don't know I, at least i've known people in my life where you know they'll start something and you know it's kind of hard at first, like everything is, and, you know, they do it for a couple of months and then they give up on it because it's like, ah, I'm not going anywhere with it. It's like, well, no, you've got to just, if you like it and you love, or you love it and you stick with it, something will happen. Guaranteed. Yeah. That's what we're hoping, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten some good advice from, uh, I've been lucky enough to meet a bunch of, like, older blues musicians and the, in the local scene, like Tim Williams, and also passing through. Um, and yeah, that's one of the things they say, like, it's kind of like, just don't quit. Um, just keep doing it if, if it's what you want to do. Like, there's no real easy, quick path to, you know, having a successful career, however you define that. Um, it's, you just got to, Put in the work, and that's what a lot of people. It it did surprise me too. Like before, you know, when you see famous bands and stuff, you know, you just think it's kind of like, yeah, some guy's gonna see you, and then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> you're recording an album and goes in the charts, and now it's like you don't see all the like shitty gigs and late nights and long drives and all that stuff so yeah no i definitely i agree with that and i think that again technology is kind of maybe changing our perspectives on that a little bit with you know like right. podcasts or youtube yeah. videos and stuff like that where you can yeah. see kind of the journey of the band or whatever and it kind of gives you a little bit more of a like a realistic expectation of what you need to do to be successful. Yeah, there's definitely YouTube's good for. I've learned a lot through that. Just and yeah, there'll be like other up and coming bands that'll post their kind of behind the scenes, um, and you'll learn like tips and all all that stuff. It just kind of blows my mind. Uh, just that there's access to that so super super fortunate for for that i mean it's a cool cool time to be doing this um now the the challenge is getting people off their phones yeah exactly <laughs> to come see you live yeah <laughs> yeah i agree yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so maybe what's one of the what's like the best piece of advice that you've been given from somebody who is 
you know, kind of a successful musician. Do what you love. Don't try and change your your style to like fit with what what people want. Um, and just do what you enjoy and put everything into it. Um, you know, you can't really you can't half ass it. You have to you have to make it good. Whatever it is that you choose to be doing, um, and stick with it. I think that kind of message I've heard from a lot of people, as well as other things like don't get married and stuff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, hopefully you're at least a few years out from that. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so being being kind of a younger person and being a little bit newer to the music scene, I guess what is just kind of your your take on it? What what do you think that it does good? Maybe what are some things that you think it could do better? Stuff like that. I think, like, this, the music scene itself, as far as, like, bands and venues and promoters, is doing a pretty good job of um, giving, giving bands and... You know, from my experience, um, the youth, an opportunity to at least, you know, get yourself out there. I think the biggest thing is, like, the general public. <laughs> um, music itself isn't isn't bad, like, um, but it's maybe, you know, showing that off to, you know, people who have never of the you know local bands because there's lots of good venues in town that have music all the time like you mentioned broken city or the ironwood or ship and anchor or whatever you know and yeah i think and maybe that's maybe a, a fault in the calgary scene is where and canadian scene in general as we kind of like we perform and we do our thing and we you know get all our grants from the government and stuff but uh the biggest part of the industry itself is the fans, and so without that, you don't really have a career. So figuring out ways to, you know, get people listening to music, buying music, um, and yeah, definitely coming out to see live music, because that's where a lot of the the money is made now, for sure. Um, aside from like you know, merch and stuff like that, so. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to get people to, like, care, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, the average person is just bombarded with so much information and so much stuff from social media being like, hey, care about this, hey, care about this, no, right. care about this, but it's like, so how do you stand out? Like, it's that is the question, I guess, you know, and I don't think yeah. anybody's fully answered it, but... Yeah, and I mean, like, that's that's the thing, like, do people have to care about local bands? No, like, should they? I mean, maybe, like, I think you kind of have to give people a reason to care about you, and so I don't, like, you know, as much as I can sit here and say it sucks that you know, it's so hard to get people to come see us play, and there, um, there's not 
you know, there's over a million people. Why isn't people showing up to our gigs? <laughs> like, there's like five people. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, you have to give people a reason. And so doing something that's unique and uh, of, of value is definitely a big piece of that. And then being able to share that with people and... I think, you know, naturally happens, hopefully, um, through, like, word of mouth and word of internet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The new word of mouth. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's that's really, like, that's pretty dead on, is you you have to give people a reason to care. Mm. You have to give people that reason why they want to come and see you again or why they want to buy your album or why they want to listen to your podcast, you know, like... And so, I mean, that's, like, what I've noticed. I don't... I'm not, like, an expert, but with the Calgary scene, a lot of bands, like, do their thing and stuff. You know, they're pretty good, you know, but it's... If you want to break out of just the local thing, I definitely think you have to think beyond just you know playing music you have to think about like the bigger picture and standing out amongst the many acts there is all over the world because there's probably thousands if not more um people who do what i do probably better (laughs) so yeah well that's the thing too with the internet right is you're not just competing against I, I hate to use the word competing, but yeah. competing for attention, I guess. You're not just competing for the attention of, you know, bands across the world are now competing for everybody's attention. You know what I mean? Like, mm. the people in Calgary can now listen to bands from where, anywhere in the world, which is the touch of a button. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that, but... <laughs> but I mean, no, it's interesting, too, because the... In the past, there would only be so many acts that the general public would even hear about, um, just because, like, there's almost, the labels were almost gatekeepers, and um, so now that it isn't like that, and, you know, whoever uh, can make a song in their basement and put it up and, you know, get millions views on YouTube or whatever it's um it seems like there's more like competition as you're saying but um it's like I guess finding your your fans and finding the people who like what you do and yeah like doing something that's that brings value and stands out um yeah, so I mean, that's gonna be the challenge moving forward. I'm, but I definitely, I'm definitely grateful that it's that way rather than the uh, what it what it has been in the past because at least you know it's somewhat in your in your hands. Mm-hmm. You have much more uh, much more control over you know your own success as much as you know weird things happen with algorithms and viral videos but yeah uh, even though i was I, I was talking about how you're competing for you know 
the, the attention, but on the flip side, it also gives you access to the world. Right. So even though the world is competing for the attention of your audience, you also have now access to the world's like as an audience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It it is kind of like a double edged sword, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a new era, new era, new era of music. It's this exciting era of music. Yeah. I think everyone's kind of, I don't know, it's sort of like a fresh idea. Like, people are still kind of getting used to it. And, yeah. You know, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I'm hoping, like, 20 years from now, bands still play live. There's not, like, holograms or, like, <laughs> people just watch concerts in VR or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. I hope yeah. that yeah, the, the human experience is still there. You can't be there, for sure. No, you can't. So, I guess what does what does twenty twenty hold for Marcus Trummer? Twenty twenty, yeah. um, I guess it's it's gonna be a well definitely as we've as we've been talking about the the recording part of um, part of it all. I starting to uh, dive deep into that, and so um, you can expect more music online and uh yeah hopefully it's a good year kind of just another stepping stone keep doing what we're doing um keep doing playing shows and uh you know branch out a little bit you know alberta bc whatever um but no it's gonna be it's gonna be good and We'll have to see what happens. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, so are there any just kind of final things you want to kind of throw out there before we close this out? Or uh, Not really. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on this podcast. And hopefully, you know, we do it again sometime. You know, we can look back on all the stuff I said. And <laughs> maybe I'll actually have that th- those recordings out there and... You know, see how they went. Super excited for for the next year. Should be good. Awesome. Well, I'll have all the social media links and stuff in the episode notes. So if anybody is interested in finding you and listening to some of that music, and yeah, it'll be easy for them to do so. So thank you very much for being on the show, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sometimes it feels like. I know nothing but lose Waste my time Walking backwards And always singing the blues But it only takes one second Close my eyes and then I'm free Cause there's nothing that can stop this fire That burns inside of me Sometimes in this life Feels like I'm floating away One place to Another, I ain't got no home to stay But when everything is crazy And I think I've lost my mind Take a look inside my heart Because it's you there that I'll find Cause even when good times come to pass And even when darkness seems to last And even when everything is falling apart And you don't know how to start again no matter how hard it may seem I just keep on holding to the tune 
feels like everything is a mess tired of putting on a mess to hide things that you regret but there's nothing wrong with being honest with yourself it's true and don't you worry about those things all that you wish you didn't do Cause even when good times call the past and even when darkness seems to last when everything is falling apart and you don't know how to start again No matter how hard it may seem, I just keep on holding to that dream Even when the good times have come to pass Alright, play it for me If you like this episode of Groove Talk, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Help us break through those evil algorithms and reach the most amount of glorious listeners that we possibly can. For up-to-date information on the show, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can find us at Froggy Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.